and welcome, fellow humans, to the Gateway into My Brain. I'm Daniel, and as always, I'm with my friend and fellow Earth traveler, Tyson. We are here to have a conversation and talk about the topics that everybody knows, but nobody wants to talk about. Let's get into it. But first, the disclaimer. Welcome to our conversation, travelers. We are two friends discussing things that interest us. These are our opinions, educated and uneducated, based on our own experiences, knowledge, and beliefs. We do not claim to be correct, and we try to keep an open mind about being wrong as we hold civil discourse with one another. This is what we think, and nothing more, a podcast. You can listen in, but this is our conversation and is meant for us, and is between those having it. We do not ask that you take on our opinions, nor do we care to be persuaded by yours. We give respect to individual sovereignty, and we demand the same. Let our energy speak for itself. We love you, and there is nothing you can do about it. So please feel the freedom to listen or not to listen. Our conversation will continue peacefully regardless. And now... Hello, everybody, and welcome to our conversation. This is what we think and nothing more. We've been thinking about dreams. Of course, we've been dreaming all week long. And Tyson wants to share a dream that he just had. Yeah, so Dan told me that this week we were going to be talking about dreams. And it so happened that, I I think it was two nights ago, that I had a dream. I had a really strange dream. Um, you know the dreams that you remember? Like, yeah. Day? Sometimes you wake up and you don't remember what you dreamed about. But this was one of those dreams that I woke up and I actually was like kind of disturbed. So I had a dream that I was working at a convenience store. And dun, dun, dun. I know, right? That's what a setup. So <laughs> I'm working at a convenience store. <laughs> Tell me more. And I'm behind the counter and a man comes in and he's like, I want to buy a gun. And I was like, okay, well, we've got guns back here. So but I just hand this store? guy a Glock, right? And I'm like, here you go. Like, all right, next person, right? And so this guy goes outside and he starts shooting people with this gun that I just sold him. That is not terrible. Yeah. That's terrible dream. So now we're getting into nightmare territory. Oh, yeah. So so I run what back I to, the, to the back room. To my manager, let's pre- pretend my na- manager's name was Dan, and I said, "Dan, manager Dan, manager Dan." I kind of messed up. I'm. It's my first day on the job, and I actually sold this guy a gun, and he's out there killing people with it. He's, he's out there now, and so Dan and I went out. My manager went went outside into the store to like watch this guy performing these atrocities, and you know he had actually turned his gun on me and began to shoot me. And in my dream. Mm. I had felt like almost like pain, like physical pain of like bullets piercing my chest. And I was like on the ground realizing in this moment I had made a big mistake and I was dying. And of course you wake up and you're like, well, I'm not, I'm not dead. Like that was really disturbing. So it stuck with me and I probably will never get a job at a convenience store because of that. Oh my. So anyways, that was my dream. Wow. That's an intense one. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That is, that is quite intense. You ever had a dream that kind of lingered for a while? Um... So the last one, and this one was a weird one. I mean, do we really want to get right into it? Let's do it. Let's, Give me the, let's, the abbreviated. Let's, well, that's the thing is the concept was pretty intense. Okay. 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 Does it tie into this episode's theme? The fact that it was a dream. I mean, <laughs> Beyond boom. the fact that it was a dream, Box not really. checked. Let's hear it. Okay. Oh, no. It was uh, by far one of the weirders. And I'm I'm, I'm going to tell you this dream. Don't assume anything. This Again... We'll, we'll get I'm, into whether or not we think that this that dreams are, you know, what we think they are and, and why we think we have them. We'll get into that. But my significant other and I were driving. I think we were driving a, a VW Beagle. Spooky. Beetle. Yeah, that's nightmare I don't territory. That. <laughs> I don't own that vehicle. <laughs> but we're out in the middle of uh, nowhere. And uh, uh, we need 
a phone or something, okay? And we come across this, it seemed like a resort, a camp, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You might go to like a summer camp or something like that. Now, we show up there, and again, this is the trigger warning here. My dream got a little intense because there were some really bad things happening. Yeah, I didn't notice it right away. As we're walking in, it just seemed like it w- it might be a, a family camp. It might be a grandparent and grandchild camp. Okay? Yeah. We go in to find a phone. We do so. And the more we were there, it didn't add up. The kids didn't match the adults. Mm. Okay? Got Started getting real weird vibes. Yeah. Both my partner and I. Right? Yeah. In this dream. Again, this is a dream. Didn't happen in reality. Yeah. It's not. Just replaying okay. it here. Yeah. I all of a sudden become aware that something nefarious is going on here. It's not good. So we also got the that inkling, that in, intuition that this was this was bad. And not only was it bad, it was dangerous. So we start getting out of there. Now, as we do so, you know how people will uh, act very aggressive when they uh, are doing something wrong and there's a possibility. They don't know if you know or not, but they might act aggressively towards you just to see if you have figured out that they're doing something wrong you're talking about well, like a phenomenon like in a dream yeah, or, okay. or just like just in, in general for yeah, people sure. well this happened in that dream okay where as we're leaving getting back to our vehicle um up runs this and and they were burly little old men but you know like old man body burly yeah but like they're all belly but it's like you know rock hard and kind of kind of jack kind of scared of them and yeah. they're they're asking us all these questions and they're and they're throwing us a lot of shade and I'm trying to diffuse the situation, but they're asking weird questions to see if that we knew it was a, again, trigger warning, some sort of pedophilic thing. Oh my it was gosh, happening. wow. It was scary. It was intense. It was awful. It was nightmare fuel. That's nightmare. Okay. Now they uh, pull up their walkie talkies. They're going to call in the guys with guns, you know, to, to come get us because they know that we have figured them out and they know that we are going to turn them in, that we are going to take them out. Yeah, so it's getting real. It's got It got really yeah, And weird. you're with your significant other in your dream. I ended up getting violent with these two to take their walkie-talkies oh, from them. Nice. And I started, you know, subduing them so that we could get away to, like, to report this. Yeah. So that in the end we could stop what was happening here because it was awful. Valiant. Now, I woke up shortly after that. It was real intense. It was freaky. It was disgusting. It was a horrible a crazy dream i bring it up for this one and this was like the last one that i can really remember that's why i'm telling this story i'm being vulnerable with you guys no i i appreciate that so after that happened i woke up i was in my room there was an energy in that room with me that i could just feel now i'm somebody who meditates i practice meditation i practice uh protecting myself with pyramid of light i do i do things like this And I spent a good maybe 45 minutes energetically combating something that I innately felt was just wanting to find me, see me, look at me, figure out who I was and what I was about. Well, this is after you woke up. After I woke up. So like, you know, that bad part, that nightmare fuel of awfulness regarding, you know, pedophiles and children, just that horrible, horrible dream. After I woke up, there was just a heavy, dark energy. I can't really explain it. Yeah. It doesn't feel rational. And yet, for 45 minutes, I just felt it. 
And so I energetically, I had to stay focused. I had to stay in my meditation. I had to keep up my pyramid of light and it kept assaulting my pyramid of light. And I almost lost it several times, but it wasn't until I was sure that I had abolished it, sent it away, whatever, that I was able to actually release and not focus anymore, get out of my meditation. Get out of the defensive mode, and yeah. it was one of the more intense dreams that I've had in a long, long time. So how long ago did you have this dream? That was like about a week ago. Wow. About a week ago. Now, there is nothing in my waking day that was attached to that. There, There is no reason why I should have had any of that. Whether it had had to deal with pedophiles, whether it had to deal with some intense adventure type situation with my partner, or even the uh, the energetic battle I felt like I had afterwards. There is nothing in my waking day that correlated to that. So there's the question. Why would I have something that I dreamed that was attached to that? What do some, you think? Some people, that, that's a great question. You know, when you dream about something that's completely disconnected from your reality, mm. you know... Is that a premonition? Hmm. Sure hope not. Have you ever had a dream of something that hasn't happened yet? You know what? I don't believe that I have had prophetic dreams, which I believe that's the term, prophetic dreams, some like a prophecy of something. I would have what I call uh, dreams that later on I felt attached to within a deja vu-like situation to where I would be doing something in my waking day and then all of a sudden, I would just have this realization of, I've seen this before. Where have I seen this before? And then I would search my brain, and then it would come to me. I saw this in a dream. Or I did part of this in a dream. I saw this thing in a dream. So maybe it was an echo. I, I don't really know. But I find that terribly fascinating that we're energetically connected in ways that we don't quite understand. And, and, the, and the part of your brain and consciousness that is driving these dreams, I mean, you, you let go of the wheel. When you lay in bed, you're asleep, you're relaxed. So when you're having this REM cycle and you're, you're dreaming in color and you're having deja vu and, um, you know, this is all happening with your brain kind of on autopilot. This is your subconscious. And so, um, you know, is your subconscious, is our dreams a a key or a view into the, you know, people having nightmares, this, the same recurring nightmare, the same recurring dream, you know, is that a piece of your subconscious that we can see waking up? Hey, I remember this, or I had this dream and this vision or this thing that happened to me at the summer camp. Is that something subconsciously that is, that you're viewing into parts of your brain that you don't usually see or have control of? Well, it's things like that that confuse me. Because, like I said, in my waking world, in my everyday world, I, I'm not attached with any of that thing. The The closest I've come is uh, when I was going through college and I was involved with uh, Rotary International. I, uh, I was involved with uh, teaching anti- uh, human trafficking or anti-sex trafficking training. So there's a, um, there's a piece of your life way so, long ago. Well, I mean, it was years and years ago. Uh, well, okay, at this point, maybe, let's see, four or five years ago, somewhere around there, where I taught this uh, curriculum to students at the local high school 
of uh, how to, uh, first off, what it was, and then ways to identify it, ways to protect themselves. You know, basically, it's it's anti-sex trafficking training. Yeah, it was a curriculum. Yeah, yes. That you had, that you had, yeah. But, and I've, I've also, um, while I was going through school, I, uh, let's see here, I did a research paper. It, it wasn't a high academic level research paper, but it was still a research paper on uh, sex trafficking in, in uh, Oregon, because that's where, you know. Hypothetically, uh, our studio it, it, would it be. Is close, it is close to where we are. Right. It is in the, the West area, Coast, yeah. Just the West Coast. And the I-5 corridor is what it's called. Right. Because, and specifically I say Oregon, because there's a lot of ports and things along, and a lot of major cities. Yep. Much like there is up in uh, Seattle and Washington, and then down along the uh, the coast of California. You know, like that whole section, but specifically I focused on that area just because there's some very, there's good data that, that comes to it. But anyway, so right. that's the only connection that I have to it outside of that one. And this happened a week ago. I haven't been connected to that stuff for years. So here's, here's, here's the crazy thing. Dreams through the ages. Okay. How people have seen them going on, uh, you know, last, let's just say last several thousands of years there's been a big change ancient world seemed to put much more of an emphasis on dreams than i notice our modern day reality does Mm. dreams were seen as uh, a connection of sorts energetically whether it was to the future or to things that were going on in one's life i find that fascinating that there was more of a emphasis, shall we say, mm-hmm. on dreams in the ancient world than there is today. Why would you think that is? Do we understand more more of the science behind dreams now? We definitely have cataloged and researched the brain waves of of what wavelength your brain is in while you're at different levels of sleep. For instance, rapid eye movement is pretty much accepted that that is where a majority of your intense dreaming takes place. Mm. However, I've heard that you will dream at, at the other cycles of your waves as well, your, your alpha, betas, all that, but you might not remember it quite the same. Mm. Or it, it's maybe not that that X level of connected, you know, that, yeah. that, 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 that uh, higher level of vibration that you have to reach with REM sleep. Here's a question for you. Okay. Do you think that thousands of years ago, when maybe there was more importance placed on dreams, that humans dreamed differently? Like, let me put let me put out lucid dreaming. Mm. Let's say you go to sleep every night. You go to sleep. You tuck yourself into bed. You read yourself a bedtime story. You go to sleep. You wake up the next day and all's great. But there's a theory and practice behind lucid dreaming where throughout your day you're in your reality performing reality checks reality tests right where i'm prompting myself to say am i dreaming or right. hey i look at my hand and i hey one two three four five fingers so the practice for example of lucid dreaming and meditation meditation of entering like a dream state while still being awake and being lucid i guess where i'm going with this is there's a lot of different ways to use the action of dreaming and so are we dreaming lazily now do we just fall asleep and wake up the next day or maybe thousands of years ago there was more importance put on hey meditation and being lucid 
I don't think it would be fair to say that we're dreaming lazily. I bet that there is a different attitude, 100%, between the two, where one group and of people within that time frame might have put more emphasis on dreams. However, I would personally, I would suggest that maybe dreams have always been a way for us to connect, try things out, work things out. There's a reason why if you're dealing with a problem, they tell you to sleep on it. They don't tell you to stay awake on it. That's true. They, they tell you to, to go sleep on it, right? Because while we're sleeping, while we're going into these cycles, there's been several times I can remember throughout my life when I was dreaming that I would work through things that I was curious about. I think here's the difference between the ancient and the modern. If I hadn't have been practicing the meditation and self-awareness training, the ego work that I was trying to do in my own personal life, I don't know that I would have recognized the themes and concepts in my dreams the same, meaning that if I had experienced them, I could have taken them for the somewhat random happenings that your dreams can be. I wouldn't say like clown world because it's not always that, right. but it's sometimes it's nonsensical. It, it doesn't necessarily fit with what we know to reality to be. But the concepts, I think that if you can be aware of the concepts that your dreams are trying to maybe shake within you, mold within you, allow you to play with and experience, I, th I think that if, if, you're, if you're doing that, if, if you're able to see beyond the, the, the surface level, dreams can oftentimes give you something, a concept that you're looking for, something you need to play out, whether it's, hey, I need to uh, think about how my relationship might be if this scenario happened, or am I strong enough to encounter this situation, whatever it is. I've, I've heard so many different, different things from my partner on the dreams that they have, but I've never really heard about what other people go through in their daily and how their dreams connect with the things that they're dealing with in their lives. Does your partner ever tell you about their dreams? Often, yes. How does that make you feel? Honestly, a little bit intimidated because their dreams are intense. Mm -hmm. And there is, there is some reoccurring. Now, my partner is a little bit special in the way that they... They kind of grew up with this. For lack of a better way to say it, for instance, in my household, nobody talked about dreams, their significance, anything like that. In their household, hey, don't wake me up early in the morning because I'm going to be trying to lucid dream. There you go. Their parent might Culture, say. Culture, dreams. Yes. So there was a there was a different uh, priming maybe about dreams, but... They're, they're, the dreams that my partner has are, well, it's uh, it's hard. I, you know, I, I tell you what, I'm not going to describe their no, dreams because no, no. that's I just, their story. I want to know how it makes you feel when someone tells you about their dream. And let me tell you about this dream I had. What, okay. what immediately comes into your brain? I I would think that you're about to hear some crazy stuff. You know, you're you're about to hear something that's not going to make sense to me. Let me tell you about this time I was at a convenience store. Exactly, owner. like some stuff that really doesn't pertain to me, doesn't like make any sense to me, and it and it it 
all I could go was, wow, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Right. So maybe there's there's um okay, I'll tell you how I feel when someone comes up to me and they say, Oh man, I I'd had love this crazy dream and I go I kinda go, Ah, okay. <laughs> okay. Let's hear it. You know, <laughs> all right, let me tell me your dream. It's not you're like Okay. It's a dream. Yeah. Like it has zero. I mean, so like you've applied it, it's no- basically someone I think that they're trying to unpack things and trying to like, what am I supposed to say when you tell me that in your dream you yeah. got shot by you were a convenience store clerk and you got shot like, OK, that's crazy, man. Welcome back to the waking yeah. world. Well, of reality. Exactly. Welcome back to the world. So now if someone were to tell me, hey, I've been practicing lucid dreaming. And I have had some crazy lucid dreams. Okay. Let me tell you what I'm able to do in a lucid dream. Mm. Now you've piqued my interest because you're taking control of that dream world. I mean, you're talking about the ability to do anything, to create, to, to I mean, that's to me, lucid mm. dreaming is taking reality into further dimensions, other dimensions. So now you're kind of almost getting into that supernatural aspect of the human ability where we deal with either planar or extra dimensional energies that that we it's kind of a pseudoscience and i can't say that i know but i do believe that those things exist and so when we're when somebody's able to connect to those that fascinates me if someone came up to me and said i have the ability to grant you the choice of lucid dreaming every night continuously sleeping in the dream world but you're lucid you're conscious Mm -hmm. in a dream and you can go in there and, you know, you talk about the Matrix and these people in the pods and they're, you know, they're in these big towers full of thousands of people. It's like if those people are dreaming and if you're lucid, I, I guess my point, I know it's going around in a circle here, but it's pretty cool lucid dreaming. And that dream world having a, a, a control of that reality, is that more appealing than our own reality? I bet it could be for some. Have you ever been able to achieve lucid dreaming? A few times. I went through a phase where um, I wrote, I met a kid in high school and he had a watch and on his watch he wrote RT. And I said, what does RT stand for? Nice. And he goes, reality test. And I said, okay. And he goes, yeah, every time I look at my watch, I do. A, it reminds me to do a reality test. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, why do you do that? And he goes, because then I start doing it in my dreams. Mm-hmm. And so in your dreams, and this is what I learned down the short rabbit hole. And yes, I did. I started practicing reality tests. Mm-hmm. And my reality test was to look at your hand. So if you look at your hand. That's the one that I There's I one, learned two, three, four, yeah. five. You count five fingers. Big deal. So then what I started doing was I would, in my dream, I would look at my hand in my dream. And I'd have fingers stuck together. I'd have too many fingers. I'd have two fingers that obviously were abnormal. And I'd say to myself, oh, yeah, there you go. You're good. I'm dreaming. No, I would say. Oh, you weren't quite. You weren't able in, to make that switch because in reality, I was saying one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I'm good. I'm not dreaming. But what you, what I needed to do was, in reality, just do the test, not the affirmation that I was or wasn't dreaming. Because mm. I started doing the affirmation in my dream. I'd look at my mm. hand, and I'd be so frustrated waking up because I said I would. I did the test, but in my dream, I did the. I also did the affirmation that. Oh, yeah, I'm not dreaming. And I'm clearly waking up remembering I failed that reality test. So anyways, I have lucid dreamed a handful of times and it is another it is a um, to realize that you are dreaming while dreaming. Yeah. To become an, conscious is it, an experience of in itself. It is un- indescribable. Well, just, you, you could fly. You can you can beat your. That's the seems to be the first one. Everybody the goes to fly. You, right? <laughs> you can meet the the 
person that you know you can meet your significant other and and go on to the universe together in a pool you of love. I mean, there's just so much infinite reality within that dream infinity. scape. There's no rules, and I think that's where I've learned. And I'm ranting here now, but when you talk about the human ability in the subconscious, that humans have the free will and the ability in the subconscious to truly be in that dream state. And I, I think that if there's other entities out there, I think they'd be jealous of that ability. I don't know. I think lucid dream, and I just might, this is the end here, but I, I really do think lucid dreaming is um, really a special thing. Well, I mean, we, yeah, I mean, we don't need to talk about lucid dreaming the whole time, but, but I, I think that it, what if, Here's, here's a crazy question. Now, what if, and this is going to lead me into a different point, because I was actually just talking about this the other day with uh, my partner who finds dreams fascinating, has really led me to question some of this stuff. But what if there are certain connections within that frequency, that vibration? Because we know that that's a different wavelength. When you're doing your rapid eye movement, when you're in that level of sleep, you're, the, the brain waves that you're experiencing are a lot different. I was just talking with my partner about this the other day where, and this is a little bit of a, a, a I don't know if I want to call it a scary topic, but it would make me a little bit nervous, but sleep paralysis. Have you ever heard about it? Definitely. Okay. And have experienced it. Oh, I, ne- I never have. And that's what fascinated me too is this is something that my partner has definitely experienced and it's a real thing was able to and while they were in that state they did see the uh, shadow Entity. figures yes whatever the, so my question is is there a aspect to this to that level I mean but that seems to be the waking so that's it's almost like dream adjacent right where you're in that space. And you're experiencing that 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 plane of existence, that dreamscape, whatever you want to call it. And then there is something else that you and and here's what fascinates me because that this kind of goes into that uh, 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 not lucid dreaming but astral projection side of things. Yes. Where if your soul is outside of your body, say out in this dreamscape, experiencing something. Now they say that you are connected from your 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 body to your soul. Uh, via a silver line, I, I haven't experienced this. There's theories that people have. Now, if you're not back yet, your soul hasn't really come back into your body yet, but you awaken, your body awakens, but your soul's not quite there. People can't move. They, they feel fear. It's a terrifying experience, I hear, for a lot of people. But they see these entities. Mm. That is fascinating. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you've yeah, experienced here's, here's a picture of that. Um, well, there's artwork throughout the ages of, of folks who have experienced. Dark silhouette-like Like figures. a demonic, yeah. Demonic. Uh, the, it I can mean, be. So my sleep paralysis is different. So one, I'm going to say that I believe no, that. No, this an often thing that happens? Um, it's, let me explain it. Because sleep paralysis, I believe, is when your body is asleep. Your body has triggered into sleep, but your consciousness has become awake. So sleep paralysis can be triggered if if you're if someone is in the room talking or if there's triggers that you know that maybe the fan is making a noise that keeps mm-hmm. your subconscious listening. Okay. But as you're and this is into meditation, where meditation I believe is when you allow your body to enter a sleep state but you keep your conscious lucid. 
The problem is, is once you've realized that your body has gone to sleep, but you've held on to consciousness, it, it can be terrifying because you do you lose control of the motor function of your body. Hmm. You become paralyzed. And so a lot of my sleep paralysis is, you know, have you ever woken up in the middle of the night gasping for breath? Or um, a lot of my sleep paralysis has been I've woken up and I've hallucinated halfway through like my my I'm dreaming of something and I've woken myself up and I see spiders in my bed or I see a snake crawling through my bed. There's a hallucinatory period. Hmm. So my sleep paralysis is and sometimes it could be demonic where you see a shadow or you see it feels like you have something on top of you. So a very interesting concept. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's fascinating. It, it sounds like it's a phenomenon that a lot of period people experience. Mm-hmm. Again, nobody talks about it. We don't talk about this stuff, but I really want to. And I hope that a lot of people out there, if you are experiencing this, dive into it, talk to some people about it in a healthy way. You know, it, but how because, do you do that though? Well, well like, no, let me we tell you about, about how it. I had, well, but we were talking about fear in a previous episode. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I think that our relationship with these types of things could bleed over into you know experiencing that but just in a in a way where we were able to interact with it so that it didn't create that fear force or that we were able to accept without that fear maybe a maybe an attitude of curiosity rather than fear and see where that got us i really don't know i just find the whole thing very very fascinating because dreams in themselves whether they're going on with you this week, last month, whether you hear about it from somebody, everybody's dreaming. Nobody talks about it. Nobody interacts with this. I want to know more about dreams. I would I would love to see more of our scientific research going into really studying these types of things. For instance, that conversation that I was having with my partner, she was talking about when she was going through grad school. She suggested a, a, a study uh, to the the uh, research professor about genetic memories mm. and how they attached deja vu. That's that is like I mean that is past life. Think stuff. about that stuff. You're getting into past life. Isn't that just my mind? Oh, what of a potential? great what a great topic for <laughs> an entire episode though. Past lives. We, we'll probably talk about that. We've skipped over dreams in general. We've talked about some interesting concepts. I don't like fear being associated with dreams i really don't i want dreams to be something that we can maybe learn to not only appreciate from ourselves but appreciate in others yeah and maybe create an environment or a space where we can talk with one another about what's going on in our dreams because if we say it out loud if we talk about it and if we have a space where we're able to communicate that with each other maybe when we say it out loud we'll be able to go Oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. That oh, that that applied to this that I'm going through. It wasn't exactly that that surface level. It's what was happening, the energy, the 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 concept that that dream yeah. held. That's how some of I think humankind's greatest accomplishments began were through dreams. Uh, what what humans dream about? We dream about skyscrapers and and cities and and electric cars and and Edison yeah. dreamt of a light bulb and electricity. I guess that was more Our Tesla, right? Dreamed of a free nation. Exactly. You know, you you have um, Einstein dreaming about, well, I don't Relative know, he, theory of relativity in space time, yeah, and all sorts of really cool things. Henry Ford dreamt, maybe he dreamt of the combustion engine that 
gave us cars. Mm, I love it. I think I think that that means keep dreaming, keep experiencing it, interact with your dreams, maybe do a little bit of research on it, see what we think we know, and then talk with people, talk with yourself. How do you feel about it? What do you feel about your dreams? How can you interact with them? Don't necessarily take our word for it. Don't believe everything you hear. Let your feeling be your guide. Absolutely. And do a reality test when you listen to this. If you want a lucid dream. If you want a lucid dream. Or if you don't, just reality test. (laughs) Just do reality (laughs) tests anyway. (laughs) No, I, I think you really nailed a lot of the great topics, a lot of great points through this, through this topic. And, uh, I'm, Dreams are so fascinating. Yeah, really fascinating things. Uh, I think you brought a lot of great in, insight to the conversation. So, Well, I can't wait to possibly do some dreaming later tonight. We enjoyed having you along for our conversation. If something we talked about resonates with you, I hope you continue to ask questions and explore your thoughts on dreams. There's a great need in the world for each and every one of us to have our thoughts listened to. It helps us to not only express ourselves, but to process the beliefs we hold dear. As always, please be respectful when having conversations and promote a give-and-take dialogue that encourages civil discourse. Don't forget to like and follow us for future podcasts. We love you, and there is nothing you can do about it.